it's about storytelling. Um, think about what that narrative and story is going to be, and then think about what are the ways that people are going to interpret that story, how they're going to pick up that story. For me, it was LinkedIn was a big one. My resume was a big one as well. Cover letters, and then just interviews, and like honing that story, like just really crafting that story. And then when yeah. we're done, I'll a bunch of things that I actually use to help craft those stories, and like not only just craft them, but then like catapult them out to get the most amount of people possible to yeah. actually take a look at it. Um, Dude, we're gonna be best friends. I'm gonna make you my best friend after this podcast. We're gonna. It's yo, gonna... Man, we're, we're in, man. We're in. So, so if I had to leave creative <laughs> with like a couple of tidbits to think about, is yeah, for sure. Especially on the marketing side, but even if you're a creative and you just do your own work, it's like just remember that like you're enthused about your work. Transfer that enthusiasm to the people that you want, your end user, right? Um, and then even if you aren't necessarily like a marketer, this and that, like just think about how do I get people excited. Or how do I get like the most important people excited about what I'm doing? Or how do I get the most amount of people excited uh, as possible as to what I'm doing? For some people, it's like, I love music. I'm going to perform in the subway because I get to have 30,000 30, people listen to my music a day. Right. right. And I get to earn money doing that. Um, Kid the Wiz is one that comes to mind when I think about that. Like how he went from like dancing in the subways in New York to now he's on, now he's on I'm, Ellen. He's on Ellen, right? I like, love him, by the way. I'm trying so hard to get him on the podcast. He is my spirit animal. I love that kid. Let's get him on awesome. his wife and his cute baby. Yeah. Everything about a super genuine and I mean, the whiz on Instagram on the train, got a blue check. You know how many people with a million followers would love a blue check and like aren't verified and kid. The whiz is verified, right? Ooh, Coming up with Diddy. Come on. Yeah. Man. I mean like, it's just, it's just, you know, he's doing his art. He's earning a living. He's supporting his family and he and radiates he, positivity more than anything. That's the biggest thing about him. It's just positive, big smile. Yeah, Cold Game Kel, him and his deer. He's a kid from Washington Heights, right? Like who hung out with a deer and <laughs> like killing it, right? Like he's doing really well. So like yeah. um, transfer that enthusiasm and then choose the tactics and be, be a little bit strategic about what tactics you use and what channels you used in order to get that out there. Right, uh, like he chose Instagram as a visual, yeah. Yeah, it could be LinkedIn, social media. It could be a show. It could be whatever it is, but just think about like, how do I impact and get like, and then think about the end result that you want, right? Like, so here's my story. I got this enthusiasm. The end result is I want this. And so like connect those things with things that are out there. And by the way, most of them are free. Yeah. Second is if you're, if you're really trying to uh, like join a bigger company or get a role or something, it's like either prove that you can do it on your own. If you don't have that traditional background that you you're afraid prove that you can. And that way, like, especially with a startup or something like a startup that may not have that household name. That's like, We've got a year of funding and they're willing to take a shot on you. It's like, hey, I've done this at at some scale. Um, and so like don't just look at the big companies because like you'll you, they may not get you um, or your skills, but a smaller company may be able to like they may not get you either, but they might, might take a shot. But if you've already done it or you have the idea executed in your head of how you would, um, then please, like by all means, like do that because it'll put you in a really good position. Like if you're trying to break into like a more traditional role. Yeah. Um, real recognizes real is the third one, which is Look, networking up is great. Definitely do that. Um, network with people who took losses too, right? Like network with people who's like, what did you do? What would you do differently? That's almost even better. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm trying to learn from your mistakes. I'm Dude. hoping that you fucked up along the way so that way I can figure it out. Like hearing um, that you were broke at 27 warms my soul. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, I'm student Because I'm 27 and I feel like I'm like failing, but hearing that I'm like, I am not alone. No, and, 20, and he's exactly where I want to be. Like, I want to be just like you when I get old, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 20, uh, yeah, in debt, getting no's left and right from mm -hmm. companies, uh, story not 
right, making cold calls and trying to figure this whole thing out, man. I mean, I'm was, glad you turned it around. I, I should, uh, you know, I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's but I'm cool. just saying it's good. To, it's good to hear that because I'm like, oh, okay, like I want to work at Facebook one day. He's the global marketing manager at Facebook, and when he was my age, he was in the same exact boat that I am. I love that. That's I like think that's what I want way, from this podcast. Oh, you're way better off, man. Um, and uh, network, <laughs> network, network with those hustle with like Issa Rae said, like hustle, um, you know, left and right. Like definitely, like you know, give credit where credit's due. Celebrate others' wins. Um, there's a great book that I read called Never Eat Alone, which is really good about it's it's a by an author named Keith Ferrazzi. It's a great book about networking with people. And look, to this day, like I network and talk to a lot of people and think, well, you're so friendly, you like everybody. I was like, actually I don't. But the people that I talk to, I generally do like, they'll have a story, I want to listen to it. But if I don't like like you, like if I really don't F with you, I I just can't. I can't be phony about it. Right. Um, but that just means that I have to meet more people so that way I can put myself in a position where like I just meet people I genuinely like. And for the most part, People, I mean, I have nothing. Like you and I, like I have nothing, right? Like I, I'm, I'm not getting anything, right? Like right, right, right. I generally was like, oh, this guy's like hustling, doing something really special, real, recognizes real. He has a podcast, like he's doing it on his own. That just inspired me. It's like I never want to lose that because I don't want to get comfortable. Yeah, uh, com- complacency is, is really is like death. Dude, it's dangerous. It's yeah. so, it's so dangerous, especially for people who are creators and don't have networks or nest eggs or trust funds to fall on and shit right right? like plan b's it's like uh there's a jay-z line from reasonable doubt he says um i'd rather die enormous than live dormant and it's one of my favorite on it yeah i love love hope that was my big my big break it like i love i'm a dj but i i came up i'm a i came up during jay-z's prime yeah i love jay-z yo I'll sell ice in the winter. I'll sell fire in hell. I am a hustler, baby. I'll sell water to a oh, well. Amazing. The Crazy. fact that you knew Dead Presence, though, that, like, that to me, like, oh, can I live? Like, that to me, like, Dead Presence. Uh, the fact that you knew that, it tells me everything I need to know, right? <laughs> like, about right. you. But, like, the fact is, like, complacency is very dangerous, especially for people who are trying to make it. And you've risked everything, everything to do what it is that you think you're going to do. Like, me, if I didn't put 10 G's down, I'm not saying for anybody to do that shit. That shit was crazy. But if I didn't put 10 G's down, like, I don't know if I would have been as, like, having panic attacks. Like, you know. Yeah, like, I had that with my camera equipment. I put out so much money. And then, like, I had such a hard time paying it. But I'm such a better photographer because, like, that pressure, like, that feet to the fire, that shit works. But yeah, man, you, you should definitely have that money first. But if you don't have it, yeah. sometimes, you know, bet on yourself. Yeah. Always bet on yourself. That's what I realized, too. My my friend Christian would always, he, uh. Uh, and Hamlet for this matter, he they always say like, dude, if you lost 5K right now, what would you do? Like if, if I assuming I had no job, what would you do? You get on a bicycle and order and like do Uber Eats. Like, it's tough, but guess what? You would be able to make your money back. So it's like, think about risk relative, right? Like it's like, if I lost this, it's a lot of money, but can, would I do anything and everything to, to make sure that I'm back to normal? And it's like, yeah, I mean like, fuck it. I'll deliver food. Like I'll get it back. So it's like, if you can do that, like if you can like take weekends and get the money back that you've lost or whatever it is that you've lost or the project that you want to work on or invest what you need to work on and all you got to do is like deliver some food or do whatever that's humble or put on a dog costume, then that's the bare minimum. That's not that dangerous. A more practical tip is like if you're if you're trying to break into uh, like a big company, like resumes are definitely like the big thing where obviously I would, here's some like boring tips. One is like you situation. Now I'm the worst at that. That's the one area I lack is like the printed resume. Slash. I, will, I, will, I will help you hack it right now in one minute. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Here we go. Here we go. Now one we're talking. Minute, how to hack your resume to get looks. 
Number like before we even start, this is not part of my minute. Understand that most big companies use software to filter their resumes because they have so like there's no way Facebook could look at like every a human could look at every single resume that comes in. So number one is that's why I don't apply. I talk to people. I talk and then I figure to, out what to do. Talk to people like at Facebook, for instance, your resume would get a look if you if an internal employee like right. it, it in. So you already are like be, like bettering your ads, right? Remember like we talked about like the whole one hundred yes. prospects. Yeah, yeah. You're already bettering your odds by giving it to somebody in the company to give it to you because odds are they're looking for talent that's like the people they hired and they're going to take a resume from them. That Dropbox you're sending it into is going to be, you know, you may and not get anyone it. listening to this podcast, no matter where you are in your journey, you deserve to send it. This is the yeah. biggest shit that I get from people. People DM me and say, I can't do it. Just like you are entitled to have a conversation. If you're not qualified, you're always entitled to have a conversation. When Absolutely. I met with Francis Smith for the first time, I ever went to Facebook. I had the worst portfolio ever. And, and like now it's finally coming to a place. But you're always, as a human right, you're oh, yeah. always entitled to a conversation. No one is, uh, is better than you just because no. of their rank. Like you can have a conversation. I literally said, I want to work at Facebook within the next five to ten year window. What should I be focusing on? Yeah. Just a yeah. humility to say that. And then, I mean, yeah, and you're, you're, you're getting game from, from somebody who's there, like, all this is what you're going to do. So, and you eat uh, the food in the cafeteria, and you start thinking to yourself, like, yeah, I get used to this shit. And being like, yo, I'm, I'm in the door. Yeah, yeah. Here. I'm here. This is weird. That's a part of it. By the way, my first job ever, like, uh, after the dog costume, I, I worked at J. Crew like, as a contractor. Oh, contracting is also a really great way to enter, like, into traditional tech startups. Like freelancing, yeah. Yeah, like contract. Yeah, basically, like they have a contractor role or an agency that works with that company can place you there. That's like a really nice like way to get in. So, all right, like first is like send your resume in. Second is like look for contracting con contract opportunities because you're basically gonna work there, network with everybody who works there. You're a contractor by name, but you're basically working there, and it's a very easy thing for you to then. It's a lot easier for you to then go to the hiring manager of that group or a different group and then maneuver within the company. People know who you are. They can give you like. You know, recommendations and what stuff. What was that? So, share your enthusiasm? Transfer no. your enthusiasm. Yeah. Transfer, transfer your, But that's your opportunity. It's all about people. Even businesses, they even like it's people to people. Try to connect with people who work there. Second is contracting is a, is a great way in. Um, lower bar to entry in terms of like having a, to like, you know, pop out outside the crowd because this, this company already has a contract with Facebook and it's a, right. it's a, um, a little bit more practical now on resume stuff. It's and this this helps me even with my own personal like the way I talk. Situation, action, result. Your resume should be in situation, action, result format. What does that mean? Situation I was every bullet should be the situation I was in or the situation I find myself in now. The action I wanted to take, I took, um, or I'm taking, and then the final result of that action. Situation, action, result. It just helps it be very poignant. So that if you're creative, because a lot of times creatives have a hard time translating the value they bring. And so you got to put yourself in the minds of an HR. They don't know what the hell you're talking about. So it's like, what is There's the situation? There's no context. Exactly. No context. There's a situation, the action, and the result. The result should have some impact. I am an artist, and I got 300 people to show up. Or I am an artist, and I got 50, 50 likes on my last – I averaged 50 likes up from 30 likes, right, because of, like, I changed something. Like, just give, a, give the reader an impact. Like that you that your action has taken and the situation you find yourself in. Situation actual results very powerful thing. I use it even when I'm talking to people. I break it down like it's, it, it just helps me format the story. Right. Or even if you wanted to get to that place, you can just say that's where you're gonna do. Because I feel like now I have the metrics to back it up. I could say like there was I wanted to bridge the gap between entry level creatives and the industry's best 
And then before this, I could have said, you know, my intent now is to, that's really good, man. Cause now I could actually explain it. Cause you could just say there was this thing, there was this need. I did this need. Then here are some metrics and some numbers, but that's the problem where I get caught up in is at, at what point are the metrics valid? You know what I mean? Cause I think what I've done with the, me the creators has been significant, but when you put that on like, on like a resume and like you look at it, it's hard as that person creating that resume to really feel that because it's your truth. So it doesn't seem significant. But sometimes I say, I started this podcast and people are like, holy shit, you talk Dude, to these people. Like it's weird. I, one, like you, what you're doing already is more than like when 99%. I know people who are here, like I want to start a podcast. I don't know. We even know what to do. And you just like went out and did it. So yeah. don't, don't minimize like your truth to be like, ah, but it's not as big as freakonomics or drink champs or like, right, right, you know, right. right? Like it's stuff not, you should know. shout out stuff. You should know. I love that podcast. Yeah, that's or like how I, how I, <laughs> or how I started, like, shout out to drink champs. Like that's one of my partners I worked with. DJ okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, um, so don't, don't minimize it. It's like really impactful <clears throat> and everything is, everything is different. Like I ran Facebook campaigns, never at the level that I did now. They just want to know, have you run them? What happened when you ran them? What was your thinking behind it? Yes. What was the impact? Yeah, because I, I had said, the intent. The intent's all there, but I feel like the numbers aren't there. But maybe that's just bullshit. Maybe that's just like, like self-destructive thing. Yeah, like if you ever asking, like, did you ever run a fifty thousand dollars campaign before Facebook? I'm like, no. Now I'm dealing with you know numbers that like eclipse that sometimes, right? Like and sometimes less than that. So it's like it, the the point is like how you structure it just gives them an idea, right? Yeah. It may not. If you're going for VP, then that might be a different story. Like, oh, we want people who do these kind of deals. Like that might be a thing. But it's right, like, no, right. right. But I'm not like that though. I, and I never really, I'm very entrepreneurial, but I'm also not like that. I feel, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? No, no, I, I feel hundred percent. So sometimes like, I just want to like, a, I just want to be, you know, yeah, senior situation. designer and do my shit and go home. Yeah. But situation actors results is a great framework to use. Um, another thing, this is a big tip, big tip for you guys. Like in terms of like Best stuff clip coming up right here, I could feel it. Here we go. Big tip for you guys. If you're a creative, or you're a marketer, or you're just you're 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 having a hard time, you're having a hard time explaining or telling your story, and you know you don't have anybody in the company, you know you're gonna have to drop your your resume into like a general inbox. Here's what I want you guys to do: take the job description, copy it. You're then gonna open a word cloud platform. You're gonna drop the job description inside that word cloud generator. It is going to generate a word cloud for you. And immediately you will know the words that matter to them. They're going to translate everything for you. The verbiage that they use on a daily basis, the words they're looking for you. Wait, this is just based off of the description. Yes. We can literally try this ourselves so you can see it. What I mean? Okay. You take, a, you take a job description. You basically say like, all right, here's a job description. And then bang, the words come out. It could be partner. It could be engaging. It could be partnerships. It could be launching campaigning. And if you see your, you said, I started a company and my job was to talk to talent. Well, you see the job description, the words they're using. I use the words launch campaign centered around activating talent. That's what HR put as their job description. That's what you're saying. Same. Oh shit. That's good. But this is going to help people. The other thing about it is if you are then kicked into like the software, right? That looks at like your resume. The software is going to pick up on your keywords. This is how you hack your resume. It's going to say, oh, okay, this person has this keyword 10 times. Campaigns, launch, talent, partnerships. Your resume may not have any of those things before and like any density that would have been picked up. And so they would have just kicked you out. Like, no, nah, I'm not ready. Wow, that's awesome. 
I have met, like, I, I, I can't tell you enough how many times I've had creatives and awesome people that give me a resume. And I know from like my experience with them that they are really good and easily better than people that are in the company. Right. But their story isn't coming out. It's not landing with the reader and they're not helping it and how they're explaining it. And I've asked them, Hey, can you redo this, do this? And they don't do it. And they're like, just submit it the way it is. And then I get that rejection email. Don't get me wrong, by the way, a lot of the people that work at Facebook were all re rejects at first. They were all rejections. Yeah. And at Uber as well. Some of the most talented people Uber had were rejections at first. But I'm trying to help you just like hack the system a little bit, yeah. add a little bit of like strategy to it. That word cloud thing is gold. It helps people like translate their value in a way that gets the reader to, to get it, to land. You only got a few seconds to make it land as a marketer. When you see a Facebook ad, like you said, the copy's gotta be right, the image's gotta be right. It's gotta hit. It's gotta you hit have before. to give a shit about the details. Yeah, they, they've got to hit before they even know what's going on, right? Like, right. boom, why am I looking at this? And then, then they take another two seconds to read it. Then they go, got it. Same thing with your resume. Same thing with your portfolio. They've got to get it. That's and, and, and again, that's not your story, but it helps just at least like facilitate your story. It's just one tool, right, of yeah. how we get the story out there. So that's a really simple one that I encourage like any creative and anybody to do. It's a hack. Uh, but it works, man. We'll try it ourselves when we get off this, like off the podcast. Like I want you to check it out. <laughs> I think, I think you'll really like it. Um, and then the last thing I'll leave you with is, uh, so this is a story of Zainab Osazen. Zainab is, I'll tell you where she started now, because I think like, just like we started like, oh, you're here now. Right. Zainab is just accepted an offer with Uber Freight. She's going to be an analyst at Uber Freight, which is Uber's, you know, trucking. It's going to be self-driving trucks at some point. She just accepted That's an offer so there, crazy. working on their team. Um, but what I didn't tell you about Zainab is, and she rejected offers from some very awesome companies like Lime and, and a couple other rideshare companies. Um, and she rejected those offers to stay with Uber. Zainab Osazen was a brand ambassador of mine who then became a lead, then became a brand ambassador manager and then started executing events for Uber, like operational stuff. But what if I told you that Zainab, the way she got, the way I met Zainab was she was cleaning my house. Dana I hired Handy to come clean my house because I was like so fucking busy. And I was getting too crazy. I usually clean my own house. And she came by and she was like, hey. And she was cleaning my house. She was working in, working her way through college. She was older than most college students. And she was a journalism major that wanted to focus on journalism. Had her own like show that she would record with her own hand, handheld camera. Nice. And She's like me. I, yeah, I didn't know her. I didn't know this at the time, but she's cleaning houses to pay for school and like her living and stuff. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And she was like, hey, can I ask you a question? I was in Miami, had a really nice apartment. She was like, I clean a lot of houses in this building. It's a nice building. Um, like, you're the youngest person. Uh, and at this point, I was like, she's the only person of color that like I've cleaned their house. And I was like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I work for Uber. Cheap rent, by the way. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so I was like, thanks, but it's not that much. Um, but it was more that I was just the youngest person that she had met. Right. Uh, and she was like, "Hey, I, 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 I'm in, I'm in journalism. I'd love to get this like marketing kind of stuff." And I was like, "All right, cool, whatever." So I had this open spot on my street team, like one of the street teams that like, just like a regular member of a street team, like handing out flyers. Um, and Zainab worked her way up. She asked, and then she would always ask me. She said, "Hey, is there anything else I could do?" And then she just kept finding areas where there was an opportunity to kind of get in. Mm -hmm. She was like, "I want to guy. I'm that guy. I yeah. look for cracks." I go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. She looked for the crack. She was like, hey, I'll help you with that. I can do that. 
And I would tell her like, look, if you want to move up, I'm go I told her straight up. And, and honestly, like another thing is like creators find mentors or find a board of trustees or board or that basically a group of people that keep you honest. And that might not be your friends. Your friends may actually be the biggest deterrent because they'll tell you everything's okay. Everything's fine. And that may not be the truth. Like the people that tell you this fucking sucks, fix it. Mm -hmm. This is how you would fix it. You're not being strategic. Hey, you told me you'd do that last week. You didn't do it. People who hold you accountable yeah. are sometimes even more valuable. And so I told Zainab, I was like, if you want to move up, you're fine for what you're doing now. But if you want to move up, you're going to hate my guts. I guarantee you're going to hate me. And she was like, it's fine. <laughs> hated my guts. We would spend like, I would be up till midnight, 1 a.m. I just took to like working with her because she took it. It was really tough, but she was like, you know, she was still like sticking with it. And I'm like, all right. Staying on, the, staying on the field, right? Staying on the grind. Mind you, she's not making, she's making good money. She's making more, she actually left making more money as, as a brand ambassador, making commission to like take like an hourly pay to work in the office. Wow. And uh, a big difference, man, from making like a thousand bucks a week, handing out flyers in like 17 hours, right? To making like $12 an hour, right? And, and with limited hours and just a lot of grunt work. But she kept learning these skills. Um, and then, like I said, that she worked her way up and now she went to Africa to launch something for Uber. So here she is like, remind, like, mind you, like she is like an, like older than mo than like most juniors and seniors when I met her at the time in college, doesn't really know what she's going to do. She's by herself. She's cleaning houses to now. She just accepted like a role bigger more money than I made when I started Uber, by the way, um, <laughs> with Uber freight, with this brand new technology and I think that mirrors like, and I think to this day, I'm still floored by it because she flew out here for an interview for a different company and came to Facebook and it made me feel great. And I think like get people involved in your story, which is why stories are so important. I love telling Zainab's story more than I like telling my own story. Yeah. Because like there's so many Zainabs that I was able to be a part of their story. I didn't make Marcel Black go out there and fucking hand out flyers like a madman and make money. Right. I'm just one thing in that guy's story of him being an actor and being able to support himself. But I'm so happy that I'm a part of that awesome fucking story. Yeah. Like legacy. One, exactly. Yeah, man. And so Zainab's story is just so powerful to me. Cause like it mirrors like the story that I started with. And if there's anything I want anybody to take away from this podcast, it is this. The one thing I want you guys to take away is this. And thank you, Ricky Jane for putting me onto this, but he, the one thing I want people to take away is this. The guy who's talking right now, who is the you know, global marketing manager at Facebook, the growth guy at Facebook, all the nonprofit stuff you see, Boss. like part of that, part of that. Thank you for calling me that. <laughs> I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, the guy who's talking considers himself and was and is a guy who dressed up as a fucking dog a few years ago. Dude, oh my god. Mic drop. Mic drop. That's it. That's it. I get it. I see why everyone loves you now. <laughs> it was amazing. Man, Dude, thank I'm so you inspired. For... Where can people find you online? Uh, your Instagram handles. And if people want to reach out, what's the best place to do that? So it's uh, LinkedIn.com backslash in backslash Dion Baez, D-I-O-N-B-A-E-Z. On Instagram, it's D-I-B-A-E-Z, D-I-Boy-Apple-Egg-Zebra. So Instagram.com backslash D-I-B-A-E-Z. Feel free to reach out. Always down to hear some stories, collaborate. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you are as awesome as I said you'll be. Thank you so much, man. Get back to work, uh, and we'll definitely be in touch in the near future. Amen. Right,
All right, thanks again. All right, later. later. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Peace.